0: Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Welcome to Southern California Live. I'm Scott Furrow, your host. It's good to be with you today on this beautiful afternoon. A little cooler today in the Southland, but it's good. Refreshing. The heat is coming. It's good to be with you. You can give me a call today and join the conversation at 888-528-2557. That's 888-LA-TALKS, 888-528-2557. You can also send an email if you want to join the conversation to SoCal Live at kkla.com socal live at kkla.com all right there's a lot going on today in the news and uh, so i think that we'll talk about this for a little bit i'm curious with the shooting that happened in new york in the subway 29 people at the latest count have been injured miraculously in this shooting nobody dead and nobody was killed that's that's fantastic but the shooter is last i saw still on the loose and hopefully they will catch him. I think they have some leads. I guess they got his visa card or something. He dropped it or something like that. And that same visa card was used to reserve a U-Haul truck. And I think they found the truck. So they're making some progress. And uh, we'll find out what this is all about. They're they're saying it's not uh, terrorism in an international terrorism sort of sense. But it is terror, right? It is an act of terrorism. Uh, we don't know the motive. doesn't look like it's racially motivated or anything like that. could be uh, just another person who has just lost it and has resorted to violence in this world that we live in. And that is, it's just really, really sad and scary that this keeps happening over and over again. And, you know, I'm wondering today, how are you feeling about it? You know, you see this news and you wake up to it. When we're here on the West Coast, you know, we wake up a lot of the time to the bad news if it's happening on the east coast and the story has developed a little bit some of the time if it happened in the morning back then how you feeling about it 888-LA-TALKS 888-528-2557 is the number if you want to call now and join this conversation do you ride public transportation do you ride the bus do you ride the train or uh, the trolley subway where you are does it is it a different feel did you hesitate today to to get on did you were you more alert? Did you stay home? Maybe you just decided, I'm not going to go out there today. Uh, crazy people are out there. Uh, what are your thoughts about this? Did you, um, How are you feeling about it? You know, Whenever there's acts of uh, violence, we're grateful that there's not death. But we live in a culture where we've seen this over and over again. We got a little reprieve from it with the shutdowns, with everybody staying home. We didn't have the mass shootings that were ramping up beforehand and getting worse and worse and worse, and the school shootings and uh, other acts of violence. And then, of course, we had the shutdown, and uh, there wasn't a lot of that kind of thing going on, but it's, it's coming back. And I don't know, are you in a place where you think about that when you go out? Are you more aware of your surroundings, or do you feel safe? What are some ways that we can handle it? And one of the things I wanted to talk about today and maybe get your thoughts on is if you are afraid, I want to encourage you, you know, the, the, these things going on, we have to go ahead and process, you know, how we're feeling and that's okay. We have to think through it, but we also have to keep going. I heard a guy interviewed who was, he said he dove behind a chair somewhere in the subway terminal when this occurred. And after it was over, he went to work and in many ways, he's probably in shock, right? Sometimes when we're in shock, we don't have the sense of what just happened to us, and we just kind of keep on going. Um, you know, with whatever it was we're doing, it doesn't hit us for a little a little while. But it's going to hit a lot of people, 29 people at least who are injured. Their life will never be the same. They'll always have concerns about these things. And if you didn't hear the news, if you weren't watching, uh, 29 people were injured in a Brooklyn subway shooting and there were undetonated devices found so it looks like there was more planned maybe he had made some homemade bombs and didn't detonate them or didn't detonate them or maybe they didn't work but uh it he dropped a i guess a smoke bomb some people thought it might be some kind of a chemical the shooter was in a gas mask and covering his face and wearing like an orange construction vest and he's been on the run all day most of the time in these situations, it seems like they get the person right away, right? But they didn't today. So he's out there. I think that's the scariest part of it, right? That there's somebody out there who just committed this awful crime who is, is hiding. And maybe he's got other things planned. Maybe he's trying to flee. Maybe he's going to do another one. You, your head goes, you know, takes you through all of these different things, right, when this happens. And it is frightening. How do we deal with this kind of fear in our life? How do we get to a place where we can actually process um, how to go through an event like this? And many of you have gone through some traumatic events. Some of you have been dealing with shootings in your own life. And I know that because uh, I've worked with many of you who have gone through just terrible things. Some of you just have been in a random situation where there's a shooter. Some of you are living with the reality of gang violence that's in our cities and it becomes a regular thing, and you kind of have to process it, and it's a, it's a terrible thing, and you can live in fear, and sometimes you get used to it, which I'm not really sure is the right way to do it either. I met a woman one time who was so used to gunfire outside of her house at night that what she would do is whenever there was a shooting outside, she would just roll off the bed and then sleep on the floor and go back to sleep. That's how often it happened. And we should know that that's happening in in many places in our society. These things make the news when they're in a subway, when it kind of disrupts the regular flow of people going back and forth to work. But I know that many of you are dealing with violence all the time, and we're dealing with this in our homes, sometimes in private. We're dealing with the threat of it in different ways. That's a, a thing about being the pastor of a church is that you hear all kinds of things, that there is a reality to the world we live in and that it is violent. And that tragedy can happen at any time, that there is always the possibility of something coming that we didn't expect that day. What's the best way to live your life that way? What are some of the things that come to mind? You can give me a call, 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. What I would like to know is, how do you move on in a scary situation in your Life. What are the things that maybe you've experienced that are similar to this, or maybe you watch this on the news and uh, it creates some apprehension? At least, it definitely is creating some fear in a great many people. How is it that you deal with this? And as a believer, how does that help your? How does that help you? As somebody who knows Jesus, does that help you move on in in a situation of fear that you're in? Does it maybe even help guide you to want to do something about it? I think that's what some of the some of what we're hearing and I'm pretty happy about this. We're going to have clips in a minute from the governor of New York who I think expressed a lot of what we're feeling today and some pretty good advice from the mayor of New York about what to do next, what he wants people of New York to do. And I think we've heard the same thing from our authorities here in the Southland and in Los Angeles, a lot more police Around, If you looked around, I understand that lots of police were at the uh, train stations today and in different places of public transport, just in case there's some larger plot or just in case there's some copycat person out there. Um, And I appreciate that. I've noticed uh, sometimes an increase of police just around, and it makes me wonder what's going on. And I used to live across the street from a police officer who was a part of all of that. And one day, just everywhere I went, there were police just regular places around town, a lot more police than normal. And I mentioned that to him. and He said, he was a very cynical guy, and uh, I said, uh, was something going on? He goes, yep, and you don't want to know. Okay, I don't want to know. Nothing happened. I didn't see any uh, act of violence that came from it or anything scary, but there was something out there. I think that's the way life is. I think that's the way things are usually going. And I think as we think about this in the context of Holy Week and what Jesus had to do on the cross— what happened on Friday, you know, a lot of people that week were brought to the reality of the situation, a violent world, a world that is unfair, a world that is very unjust, political, a world where we will execute an innocent person just to keep the status quo, which is what happened to Jesus. Little did they know that they were doing ultimately one of the greatest things that they could do as part of God's plan to save the world. So my question for you today is, is, how you doing, and how can I encourage you the best to get out there? And I've got a thought. I've got a thought for you. 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. This is uh, the mayor of New York, Eric Adams, and he was asked this question. The question was, what is your advice to New Yorkers? Go ahead, play that clip.
1: Uh, yes, and New Yorkers know me. That's one thing they would tell you. Uh, I want to be on the front line with the people of this city, uh, not only as a former police officer who has, who had happened to have been a transit police officer, uh, but this is what I do. I ride to subways. I'm in the subway system three and four in the morning because if I'm telling New Yorkers uh, they could ride to the subway, then I need to leave from the front, and that is what I'm known to do so here in the city. Uh, but what we're going to do to help uh, sort of ease some of the uh, apprehension. Uh, we're going to double our enforcement. Uh, we're keeping our day tour police officers to complement the 4 to 12 tour of police officers. Uh, but we're asking New Yorkers, if they see something, say something and do something, uh, notify their local uh, police officials.
0: And that was the advice that he gave New Yorkers. I actually think that's the right advice. You have to go on living life. And that's hard to do when you have fear and when there's a legitimate concern, right? There is some crazy person on the loose. Maybe he's going to be on the subway. You know, I don't know that that I would get on the subway today, to be honest with you. But I do think that from a leadership standpoint, we can't for too long be hindered in living our life because what we saw happen is a threat at any time. We're just more aware of it. Does that make sense to you? We're more aware of it. I also think that we are at a period of time when we are significantly frustrated uh, as a society. Aren't you frustrated? I am really frustrated. And it comes out. This was the governor of New York, Kathy Hochul, and what she had to say today. i play clip one.
1: Good morning. Ordinary, ordinary New Yorkers woke up in anticipation of a relatively normal day. They left their homes and route to school, and route to their jobs, and to a normal day, as I mentioned. That sense of tranquility and normalness was disrupted, brutally disrupted, by an individual so cold-hearted and depraved of heart that they had no caring about the individuals that they assaulted as they simply went about their daily lives.
0: You can hear uh, the... The outrage and common things that we say you know this person has done some terrible things and they didn't have uh, any decency about them to be able to do these crimes but then listen to what she says uh, next play clip 2 this is Kathy Hochul the governor of New York
1: that the people of the entire state of New York stand with the people of this city this community and we say no more no more mass shootings no more disrupting lives no more creating heartbreak for people just trying to live their lives as normal New Yorkers. It has to end, and it ends now. And we are sick and tired of reading headlines about crime, whether they're mass shootings or the loss of a teenage girl or a 13-year-old. It has to stop. I'm committing the full resources of our state to fight this surge of crime, this insanity that is seizing our city, because we want to get back to normal. It has been a long, hard two years. That's what we crave, that sense of stability and normalcy. And this is what the mayor and I are going to continue to work for.
0: I think she's right. I think that expresses a lot of what we all in our country, maybe around the world we feel, we have this sense that what normal life was taken away from us over the past couple of years, and with not just the COVID, but with these shootings, with the fear that's coming upon us, we have so many different things, even things that are less severe as far as violence is concerned, but your gas prices, your um, inflation, inflation 8.5%, that's pretty scary. That's a huge number that came out today, 8.5%. That affects every single person. Do you feel, are you in a place where you just might want to give up and hide? You know, I want to give you some thought about that and maybe get your thoughts. The number is 888-528-2557, 888. LA talks if you want to remember the number easier that way 888-528-2557 what do you do about life when you can't always control it and you can't you know how do you live successfully in a messed up world how do you live when things are unfair or when things are uncertain you know anytime you go outside you might get in a car accident you might have something go on that you don't know that's part of that's life that's the reality of life how do we help our kids your kids watch this my kids are old enough to watch the news now and have questions and my oldest son he he won't probably really say it out loud but he'll think about it if we were to see a bus or if we were going to get on a bus today or if we were going to get on a train you know i can see him having some apprehension about it but he'll he'll hold it in that's how he deals with it how do you deal with it And then what do you do? How do you live successfully? I have met a lot of people, and COVID has done this, and the violent acts, they do this, and maybe you're dealing with this right now, who can't get going in life because of the possibility of bad things happen. The possibility that something is bad, and so they they can't make a decision. It is so difficult raising a child, and it's harder today. It is something that, you know, I was in a – conversation recently where somebody said, would you rather grow up today as a kid or grow up when you did as a kid? And instantly my brain is like, oh, I'd rather grow up back when I grew up for sure. It seems so much simpler, such a simpler and different time. And maybe that's not quite right. Maybe statistically speaking, things were about the same. And sometimes we look back on things and see them in a light that is different. How do we deal with this? I know so many couples today who I meet with who are not planning on having kids, they're just, it's a its a very significant change. And the reason they're not planning on having kids is usually, you know, sometimes it's career and other stuff, which is a red flag because biologically there are clocks that are ticking in both men and women in some respect that says, oh, you know what, one day I'm going to want to reproduce. It's biological. But a lot of people are saying, why would I bring a, world, a kid into a world that's getting so rough? But most of us have done it. Uh, I've met people who literally suffer from agoraphobia. You know what that is? agoraphobia is the fear of the marketplace and you're afraid to go out for your life fear that you can't control things and so you don't leave the house maybe you're listening to this station maybe because you don't go outside i want to encourage you to do that some people who really suffer from that i met somebody who arranges the bristles on her toothbrush because she feels like she can control that like that's how serious this is for her and some of us just want to leave civilization and we want to just move to Barstow or something. I'm just kidding if you live out there in Barstow, <clears throat> sort of. And you know what? As believers, many of us treat our Bible or, our, or prayer like it's a rabbit's foot, a rabbit's foot, that if I just trust God, the problems will never happen. Or if I just read the Bible every day, or if I just um, rub the Bible three times, a genie will come out and I can ask for, for prayer on things. And then when bad times come, we get confused and bitter, and we sometimes leave the faith, right? There is, there is a, a great movement of that today. What do you do when you can't always control life? Here's what you got to do. You got to have an edge. You have to have an advantage. You have to have an edge in life, not immunity to bad things happening. That's impossible. But there is something that you have. The Scriptures are your edge. Knowing how the Scriptures describe life and things like this, this is your edge. In the book of Ecclesiastes, there's this great verse, Ecclesiastes 9, 4. Anyone who is among the living has hope. Even a live dog is better off than a dead lion. You know, that verse is is inspiring when you think about it. You might be going through a lot of fear right now, and this really helps a lot of people. Anyone who is among the living has hope. Do not give up. Do not say to yourself, the world is too bad. I will not go into it. The world is too scary. I'm not going to participate. As long as we're living, what we have the ability to do scripturally is amend our life so that we can adjust it. We can hope for good things to come. And you know what? They often do. And our ultimate hope is in Christ that one day all things will be made right. We have a great hope in Christ. That's a big part of what this week is about. As we we talk about Holy Week, I'll get to it in a minute, um, at least sometime in this program today, what is it that we are... Uh, what did Jesus do on Tuesday? Every day this week, I want to hit Holy Week and go, well, what was happening on those days? We know what's happening on Good Friday, and we know what's happening on Sunday. We know what's happening on Palm Sunday, Monday, Thursday. We have some idea. What happened on Holy Week Tuesday? Other than Jesus and his boys taking some time out to uh, go get two tacos for the price of one somewhere. Hopefully they did that. Um, I think there's some profound things there because even Jesus understood the world is a tough place, and he gives... Most scholars think that what Jesus did on the Holy Tuesday was after he had his tacos or his whatever he had, he went out and he gave the Olivet Discourse, which is is a talk about the end of the world, a talk about the violence and a talk about the hard things that are coming. And he's just very blunt about it, but also very hopeful about it, very much about, hey, these things are going to happen. Don't be surprised by the violence in this world, by the terrible things in this world. And you know what is, that kind of reality, that kind of talk coming from the Creator and the Savior is so, so helpful. And it it lets us let go of some of the fear that we have. Ecclesiastes, if you go back to that, verse 7, chapter 9, he says, "Go Go eat your food with gladness. Drink your wine with a joyful heart, for God has already approved what you do, all you do. Always be clothed in white and always anoint your head with oil. Enjoy life with your wife, whom you love, all the days of this meaningless life that God has given you under the sun, all of your meaningless days. For this is your lot in life and your toilsome labor under the sun. Whatever your hands find to do, do it with all of your might. For in the realm of the dead, where you are going, there is neither working nor planning nor knowledge nor wisdom. When you get into this, you know what the scriptures teach you there? What Solomon, this wise man, is telling you here in Ecclesiastes Whatever your circumstances are, you can enjoy your life today. He's going to give us a really good key to life here. And let me tell you this, whatever's going on in your life, maybe you're not concerned about the stuff on the news and maybe you just got other stuff going on. Do not let what you cannot control, do not let what you have no ability to predict, do not let those things that you can't control take away the joy that you can have today, right now. Do not let the things that are outside of your ability to handle today take away the joy that you can have right now. Enjoy each day. Can you enjoy today? Can you take a minute and just say, you know what? There's bad news on there. It's scary. There's a guy with a gun and a U-Haul roaming around New York. Maybe he's going to come out here. Maybe there's somebody just like him, and that can scare you to death. But don't let what you can't control, do not let what you fear control and take away the joy that you have in the Lord today with what he has given you. Think about that for a minute. We're going to come back in a break and keep talking about this. We'll take your phone calls. This is Southern California Live. The phone number is 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. We'd love to have a join that conversation, 888-528-2557. This is the Tuesday edition of Southern California Live. We'll be right back. Welcome back, everybody. Southern California Live. Scott Furrow with you. Good to be with you on this Tuesday afternoon. And uh, before the break, we were talking about what's going on in New York and the subway shooting, 29 people injured. Nobody killed so far. I guess 10, maybe 10 of them are shot. Other people were injured just in the melee of everything and maybe some smoke inhalation. There was a smoke grenade going on. And, you know, people have expressed just the outrage of the world that we live in and all of the stuff, I think it gets a lot more complicated because stopping the violence is its not impossible. In the 1990s, the, the violence in New York was worse than it is today. And they changed that, but it's gotten worse again. There's, there's things to do. And there was some controversy in some of the actions that police would take and different things like that. But you have to figure out somewhere there's, there's a balance to people getting killed versus people uh, being safe and that is the work of the politician and the people that they that we elect and as, you know it's voters by the way it matters uh, it's not just the individuals individuals matter and in individual character it matters a whole lot it matters significantly but so does the the philosophy behind the actions that they're going to take and who's really paying for it and things like that um how do you deal with life that is uncertain what are some ways that you go out into life when you don't really know what's going to happen 888-528-2557 is the phone number. 888-LA-TALKS. You can give me a call, 888-528-2557. You can also email Live at KKLA.com, and we get your email. We'll put that on the air, and you can ask your question that way if you're sitting in the office um, or in a quiet spot and you just can't be on the phone. Uh, 888-528-2557. One of the, you know, something that when we think about this, and I – I don't want to – I feel like this is something that that we say, and it becomes sort of cliche, and it should not be cliche, but it's true. It's only cliche because we don't actually do it. All right, but here's the truth. The Bible, it's a big book. It actually gives us answers to just about everything that we're going to experience in life. Did you know that? Do you think that the Bible addresses subway shootings and how to deal with this? Of course it does. There's a book. There's a whole book about the meaning of life. It's the book of Ecclesiastes. We started mentioning that, and before the break, one of the lessons in Ecclesiastes is this: Do not let what you cannot control, and what you can't, and what you fear, rob you of the joy that you can have today. And sometimes when events like this happen, it takes away our our feeling that I can actually enjoy myself today or when they happen to us, you know, it takes some work to get back to a place of of normalcy. I think that we, we feel that over the last couple of years of uh, an abnormal situation that's not really over, right? Is the COVID over or is it just, you know, all the restrictions and the masking? Philadelphia put the masks back on. They're the only city in the country doing that now, but the masks went back on. Um, are they coming back everywhere after the election this year? Don't I don't doubt it. I think that's possible if we still have a bunch of cases going around, whether people are hospitalized or not. What's happening in China right now? Have you seen these videos from Shanghai? I think is where it is, where there's drones flying around, telling people to stay in their apartments and saying to them that they need to uh, defeat the call of freedom in their soul. That's what the drone is saying. It's (laughs) we this feeling of freedom that you want to have this human emotion in your soul of freedom. You need to kill that. That's what the drones, the government drones are saying. That's the crazy world we live in. And people are, what's happening is it's a lockdown because of COVID that's so severe. You're not allowed to leave the house at all, even to go buy food. You can't go to the doctor. You can't go buy food. And people are literally starving to death in their homes. They're taking all the pets and killing your pets. There's guys in these white hazmat suits taking your dog out. This is for real. In the world today, with a drone telling you this feeling that you have for freedom is ridiculous, uh, that is why mandates and things like that should be questioned, and we should be concerned about those things, even in our culture. Where does it lead? It, you know, what good is it to be safe from COVID if you're going to die of starvation? It just makes no sense, and uh, it is spiritual, it is backwards, it is, it is evil, You know, the Bible does not give us uh, a rosy look at the world that is somehow unrealistic. I think that's one of the reasons that people sometimes don't like the Bible is that the Bible tells us how it is. And, you know, I've heard people actually say, oh, the Bible's not very relevant. Actually, the Bible is incredibly relevant. I think that's the problem is that sometimes it's in our face relevant. Listen to this. This is Ecclesiastes chapter 9, verse 11. I have seen something else under the sun. The race is not to the swift or the battle to the strong, nor does food come to the wise or wealth to the brilliant or favor to the learned, but time and chance happen to them all. Verse 12, moreover, no one knows when their hour will come as fish are caught in a cruel net or birds are taken in a snare. So people are trapped by evil times that fall unexpectedly upon them. I mean, that is what happened in New York today. They were people going to work. And they were getting on the train just like they normally do. And they probably didn't even think about it. You know, there's certain dangers in the subway and you go down in those tunnels and you think to yourself, I don't know if I really want to be here. I'm going to hurry up and get on the train. And then you do, you feel safer once you're on the train. That depends on who you sit by. You know, I've had some of those experiences. And uh, <laughs> one time I just got off and I got on the next car. I was just like, you know what, I this car is going to explode. I'll get on the next one. And uh, so you never know. But what do we do about that? You know, what do we do if we have this fear of life going sideways, which it often does? What do we do? Do we punt? No, we live our life. We can't retreat. We need to live. We need to love and we need to excel. And we can do that if we understand the reality of the world that comes from God. If we have a worldview That comes from God. And this is what I mean about the the cliche thing, well, read your Bible. People say that. Actually read your Bible. I mean, really, honestly, be really honest with me right now. Do you read it or do you just read parts of it? Studies show that most church-going Christians, okay, people who are in church every Sunday, most church-going Christians have not read most of the Bible. Maybe you've said to yourself, I'm not going to read Ecclesiastes because it's depressing. And you know what? The first few chapters are pretty depressing. And you read it and you've you got to read the whole book. That's the whole point of the context of it. Because, yeah, the first part of the book, he explains that there's all these things that you value in life. You value wealth. You value relationships. You value friendships. You, you might even value different vices. You know, he tries um, things sexually. He tries, you know, other getting drunk um, the physical pleasures of the world, all kinds of things. And he comes to the conclusion, this doesn't work. This doesn't fulfill the hole that I have in my heart. And then he makes observations about the world that the world is unfair. Uh, the race is not to the swift or the battle to the strong, nor does food come to the wise or wealth come to the brilliant or favor to the learned, but time and chance happen to them all. And moreover, nobody knows when their hour will come. You know, I think we don't like to read that because it reminds us of the reality of the universe, But my friends, this is God telling us this is what life is about. This is a loving God who is giving us the story of history, who is sending his son Jesus to die in an extraordinarily violent way to be crucified because we live in a horrific, violent world, and that's what sin does. And we can't retreat. We need to live and live it and have an edge. And that is when we have a worldview that comes from God and the scripture. 888-528-2557. That's our phone number if you want to join the conversation. This is Southern California Live, 888-528-2557. And this is how you make it through if you're struggling today or if things that happen in New York make you feel like you got to change your life or make you feel like you can't go out or you got some PTSD because of something. This is the Bible is not something that is silent on real life and what really, really happens. This matters. And this is your edge. Your edge is knowing the scripture. Your edge is having wisdom for how to live life. And I I cannot encourage you enough to get into the Bible. You can download a Bible app on your phone. Did you know the Bible is more, more available today for free than at any time in world history? And all this time and this feeling we have maybe that uh, the church is not growing like it should, and maybe there are people out there who say Christianity is in decline and things like that. They're looking at some American statistics, but they're not looking at the world. And at the same time, the Bible is more available today to people all around the world in, in just about all the major languages. I think we think there's 6,000 languages, and it's been translated into most of them, and most of them are on that app today. It's incredible know your scriptures. It's not just about some sort of religious understanding and knowledge. It's wisdom. It's how to not fear. It's how to break through those times when you have fear, when you are afraid. It's how to break through those times when you are trembling, when we see horrific violence, when we see things and, and maybe have experienced things that put us in a bad place. This is something that we have. It's a gift, it is a gift that God has told us what to expect in life. 888 is the number. Let's go to Bob in Rancho Santa Fe. Bob, welcome to Southern California Live.
2: Thanks for having me. How are you doing today?
0: I'm doing fine, Bob. What's Good. your you
2: story? Know, I've been listening to you. Uh, well, a lot of things have happened to me in the last year and a half. My dad was murdered.
0: Oh, my and gosh. Six months wait, later, wait. my mom. My mom
2: died. He had a grocery store, and he was shot and killed on Valentine's Day.
0: When did this happen? Wait a minute. When did this happen?
2: This happened uh, last year.
0: Last year. I'm real sorry about that. I'm really sorry about that. He owned a grocery store. Was it a robbery?
2: Yes, it was. Yeah, he got shot behind uh, this grocery store. And then a few months later, my mom came down with cancer, and she died. And then I lost my 4-year-old grandson with brain cancer.
1: Oh, All within...
2: Not too long, and you know I walked myself up to a cliff one day out here in Oceanside, and I stood on the thing and i I, I was ready to just jump and uh, a friend came up to me and he quoted to me a scripture where he said, "God won't give you more than you can handle and I had to think about that for a while, you know, and it, it's true, and so every time I get down and I get down a lot, don't get, to get me wrong. life's not all roses. And any time I do that, I pray to God That's to give me the strength, but I remember that scripture where they say, God won't give you more than you can handle. So I, I always say, I guess I still have more to to go because, you know, I'm still here and I'm still going. So I decided not to, you know, not to do the stupid thing and jump. I put my trust in God and I said, God, help me. And he did. And ever since then, life's you know, yes, it's hard. Uh, things, Life's rough today but I do the same thing every day god help me to make it through another day you
0: know well bob i'm real glad that you're here with us today and that you you didn't you know that you didn't take your life and uh, you've experienced some rough things um your father getting murdered your mom passing away and losing your grandson I'm real sorry about that um, and i'm I'm real glad you're part of our listening family here can i encourage you here with something the bible is full of a lot of teaching about God caring for you. And, you know, it's it's not really the idea that he won't give you something you can handle. How do you handle your dad getting murdered and your mom dying and your grandson, right? That's, that is more than you can handle. But what the promise of Scripture is repeatedly is that the Lord will be with you. And this is what happened to you on that cliff there. Isaiah 41.10, Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. And you see this kind of language about God all the time. It doesn't say that bad things aren't going to happen. You know, when that prophet says, be not dismayed, that's because there are reasons to be dismayed like you've experienced, Bob. But God is always with you. And this is the thing about our loving God, that God wants to be with us. God is with us, he, he wants us to be with him. That is the goal of, that's what Jesus did on in Good Friday. That's what he did with the resurrection. He provided a way, not just for us to be in heaven somewhere, but for us to be with God forever, with our creator, with our Father. And, uh, Bob, uh, how you doing today? you doing okay? Are you still with me? I'm
2: loving what you're saying, and... You know, one thing about it, about reading reading the Bible, don't just read it. Ponder it and and let it soak in, and don't just read the words. You know, sit there and listen to what the words are saying. Yes. But there, there's always an answer in the Bible, like you there said.
0: Is. There is. All right, Bob, thank you very much, and we're really glad you're part of our, our family here on this program and uh, for sharing your story. I mean, on a day like today, I know that there are many people here who have experienced some really terrible things. And it is so great to know that God is not oblivious to the evil of this world. But in the midst of it, he says, I'm going to defeat it, and one day it will be gone. One day I'm going to wipe away all the tears. There will be no more sadness, no more death. We will beat our swords in the plowshares. There will be the lion will lie down with the lamb. There will be peace. There will not be any violence. So many great promises. One day that's coming, and that's a promise of a loving God who is with us today. Do you know that he's with you, my friends? Here's a prayer for you. Pray that God makes you aware of his presence. Sometimes we say, God, you know, will you you be with me today? Well, he is with us. The better prayer is, God, make me aware of your presence, and that will really help you. I got to take a break. This is Southern California Live. You can give us a call at 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. We'll be right back with this Tuesday edition of SoCal Live. Stay tuned. Welcome back, everybody. So, Southern California Live. It's good to be with you today. 888 528 is the number if you want to join our conversation. And we've been talking about taking the Bible seriously in light of what has happened in New York and these kinds of violent things that happen and maybe the violence that we have experienced in different places in life. And one of the things I thought about was You know, how do we move through the fear that we have? Some people I know, I know people who are still at home. They're not leaving the house because of COVID. They're still very worried about it. And it's not that there isn't something out there to be worried about. I've seen the numbers, but most people are able to live a regular life. And unless you have some, um, unless you're very old or you have some, what they call comorbidities, um, you should be able to go out and be fine. And most people who get these new variants, they're okay and you're sick for a few days i had it and it was not fun but um, you're going to be fine most of the time and at some point we have to live with it right that's part of the what they call the endemic stage of the coronavirus moving from pandemic to endemic it means it's going to keep on going it's just going to be part of our life we all can't just hide out in our homes we have to get out there and live life and how do you do that as a believer how do you do that when there is a dangerous world to live in and, and You know, there is a lot in scriptures about that. And part of it is to really trust the Lord and realize that life, you know, it has its dangers. Ecclesiastes chapter 10, verse eight, whoever digs a pit might fall into it. Whoever breaks through a wall might be bitten by a snake. Whoever quarries stones might be injured by them and whoever splits logs might be endangered by them. Have you ever done something, you're just working? I mean, the the point here is that effort alone is not enough to be successful in life, you know, the pit that you're working on, you might fall into it. And if it's on video, someone's going to share it on social media and we're going to laugh at your misfortune. That's that's also people, right? I almost got killed once uh, chopping logs where the ax head flew off this ax. I shouldn't say I got killed. I almost threw uh, killed somebody else and landed right at somebody's feet. And I thought, oh my gosh, that thing could have literally harmed them. You never know what's going to happen. The pit can kill you that you're digging. The stones that you're carving, they might hurt you. You have to proceed wisely in this world. If the ax is dull, verse 10, and its edge is unsharpened, more strength is needed, but skill will bring success. This is the word edge, and it means advantage, profit, excellence, If you know your scriptures, if you know Jesus and you know your scriptures, you've got an edge in life. You're with somebody who's just got an edge. There's just some reason why they win a little bit more than they lose. They seem to be successful in ways that other people are not successful. There's some reason for that. Sometimes it's just God's will and it happens, right? Sometimes, you know, um, people who just don't deserve it, they're going to do well. But lots of people just regularly through life, you, you develop an edge. And Ecclesiastes 2, verse 13, I saw that wisdom is better than folly, just as light is better than darkness. Wisdom is your edge. Wisdom and understanding who the Lord is, how to live your life, how to navigate the scary times of life. It doesn't matter how smart you are, what your job is, your major, your education, or or if you're handsome or pretty, you've got to have an edge. The advantage of life comes from sharpening your axe. You're sharpening your edge and not just working hard. You should work hard, but the edge is wisdom, not just knowledge. The edge means that you've got the wisdom to get by, and it helps you if you are afraid. It helps you to know your Bible. It helps you to look at these horrific things that happen in our world today and to take a look at them and go, oh, uh, this is not unexpected. My Bible tells me that I should expect this kind of violence and this kind of tragedy to come upon people suddenly, I'm glad and I praise God that I wasn't on that subway today. And I'm going to pray for those who were. And if I'm in New York, I mean, something else to be thinking about today is that there are pastors, there are church people who are down there tending to people who have been injured, to people who are terrified, to people who have just seen some really terrible things. And this is what the church does. This is our our call here is to be involved, to go towards the chaos a lot of the time, not just to run from it, not to hide from it, because we have a God who is present. And part of the presence of God is for us to be there, to be there with each other, to be the hands and feet of Jesus, the body of Christ. 88-5282557 is the number. If you want to join in the conversation here in the last couple of moments. Can I encourage you this way, to think of life this way, as having an edge that You have it if you know your Bible, that it's not just cliche. Read it. You never know what terrible things. Bob, who called in the last segment, man, he's had a terrible couple of years. Worse than a lot of people. Maybe worse than what just happened to people in New York, frankly. And there are people listening who have had worse than Bob or in the same situation as Bob. The Lord is present with you. And do not let what you can't control destroy the joy you can have today. I think for a lot of us, that's really hard. We want to control our day. We want to be on schedule. We want to write it all down. And when it doesn't go the right way, it throws us off. It even throws us off of our faith. And for some of us, it throws us into bad behaviors and other stuff. Trust the Lord. Trust the Lord and lean not on your own understanding. We can quote scripture all day on stuff like this that really matters, right? Your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Uh, It matters. Uh, It is you know, for God gave us a spirit, 2 Timothy 1.7, for God gave us a spirit not of fear, but of power and love and self-control. All three of those things, power, love, and self-control. You are never powerless with the Spirit of God. But notice it's combined with love and self-control. You also have from the Holy Spirit, if you know the Lord, what's love and self-control? It's fruit of the Spirit. It's what the Spirit is doing through His power through you, but also to make you effective, to also make it possible for you to navigate your way through any circumstance that happens in life. Maybe this week, if you're going back to church on Easter, and I highly encourage you to do that, think of it this way, that church is not just church. We're not just showing up because it's a show, and God wants us to be there, and we check it off the list this year when you go back and we're looking at all the chaos in this world and the insanity that is out there in so many different ways that when you go and you hear the story of the resurrected jesus what you're hearing is a story of the reality of a loving god the reality that all of this evil and all of this trouble that we have is resolved at the cross it's resolved by jesus christ and he has called you in to his service He has called you to love other people. He's called you to have an edge. He's given you his word that says, here's how you live your life. And he's called you to make a difference. Maybe you're not going to make a difference in a way that everybody in the world will hear about until Jesus has everybody in front of him and he tells everybody your story. Maybe he's just called you to make a difference in one person. Have you thought about that? Who is the one person in your life that you can love in a special way? that you can break through the fear, that you can love, that you don't have to be afraid of, that you can share about Jesus, that you can meet their needs, that you can do what Jesus says. Maybe that's your purpose and your calling. Think about that as you are getting back into church. Make church not just about going to a service, but being part of the body of Christ, the hands and feet of Christ, not just on a Sunday morning for an hour, but in your workplace, at your school, in your dorm. If you're listening in prison, yes, you too your cellmate needs Jesus too. You're listening to Southern California Live. We'll be back for hour number two in just a minute. Do not go away. We've got some good stuff planned for you for the second hour also. I'm Scott Furrow. This is your Tuesday edition of SoCal Live. We'll continue in just a moment. Stay tuned.